Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 35 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. This week, we have Dan Raymond on the show. He is going to go over some of his vehicle modeling. He is someone that we've been following for uh, a while, and I know my dad has been um, all over his stuff for his vehicle modeling. And we're going to discuss kind of how he goes through and paints and details and gets his vehicles looking like they do uh, but before we start we want to thank our newest patron dan if you want to become a patron of the show like dan did and like a bunch of our other patrons did you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash ho scale customs and you will get exclusive access to our overtime at the bench podcast and we try very hard to get a very uh to get a podcast out additional each week to just our patrons and as well as that you'll get some cool exclusive extra goodies so head on over to patreon.com forward slash ho scale customs and check that out and thanks again dan and with that we're going to introduce the other dan dan raymond uh thanks for joining us on the show dan how's it how you guys doing tonight good good doing good no rain where we're at for a change we've been going through like two weeks of it how are you doing I'm on vacation this week, so I'm just taking it easy. But you know, unfortunately, I'm I'm not totally away from my bench, but I I'm away from my airbrush. Did you take uh, do any paint this week? Did you take work with you? Yes, I did. I always have my little kit that I bring with me, whether it's to a show or on vacation, and I'm always doing something. At a boy, it's just as <laughs> it's just as it's just as relaxing at home as it is away too. So that's yep, good. Yep. Right. And unfortunately, I don't I don't have a lot of the little things that kind of make the job easier at home. All right on vacation that I have at home. So, yeah. you know, you have, to, you have to make compromises when you're on the road. <laughs> this summer's been kind of interesting. We've talked to a lot of milers and uh, a lot of You of them have said they take yes. things on vacation. Yeah, these guys are one guy, uh, Frank, he took his on a, well, no, was it Frank? It was Ron. Uh, yeah. Ron Plumont last week, and uh, he said about um, taking his on a cruise. <laughs> oh, my God. My <laughs> wife would beat me. But, um <laughs> It was, um, you know, and everybody said that they, they've done that. And, and that's, that's their, in the summer with everybody vacationing, uh, seems to be, be the thing, I guess. Um, what's wrong right. with us? <laughs> so we don't like to get away from our hobby. <laughs> it is part of our relaxation. So now, right. Dan is, uh, uh, you do vehicle modeling. I know that's a specialty thing of yours. Um, I've seen your work. We've seen it on um, the Fine Scale Miniatures FSM uh, Facebook group page, um, which is a public right. group for everybody out there that wants to get, you know, check it out. Maybe uh, sign up and get in that group. Uh, check out Dan's work. It's a, it's astonishingly good. The first time I've met Dan was um, I didn't meet him at, per se, as I took his class or clinic at the uh, Fine Scale Modelers Expo last uh, um Last, last November. 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 Yeah, up in yeah. Altoona. It was the first show, right. of the first day of the normal, uh, I guess they were the gold clinics, or what they call them. And um, I took that that clinic first thing in the morning, and it was awesome. I mean, uh, I thought, oh, my gosh, it's the first event. It's the first 
clinic of the day, and I'm barely awake because I just drove there. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm, 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 I'm afraid I'm going to fall asleep. I didn't fall asleep, man. It was like I was, <laughs> I was into it. It was great. Um, no, that, 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 mm-hmm. no, I was going to say that clinic turned out very well. I had a good turnout for that clinic, and it was there were a lot of people. Right. Um, it was uh, very well received. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah, it was great. In fact, um, and we're going to get into that a little bit, too. But, you know, you, you, you do um, – now, do you primarily do HSKill or do you do OSKill? What, what um, do you do? Mostly, mostly HO scale. I've never really ventured into the other scales. Right. Um, I start. I started out as you know a car modeler. You know, one twenty fourth, one twenty fifth car models. Okay. And I, I got into you know as a young kid, you know, into the my both my brother and I were into the Lionel stuff, and then that developed into HO, and <laughs> you know he 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 had he. Got married and had a family, and I ended up just spending more and more money on the hobby. So, um, you know, now I'm, I'm involved, you know, doing the fine scale stuff. And, you know, I, I really like a lot of that stuff. You know, it's, some people don't understand it, but, and I was one of them people years ago, but the more you get into it, uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing the amount of detail you can put into something these days. It is truly, and it's true, and, and, and people don't you know, like he said they don't understand it. It's it's addictive. I mean, right. <laughs> it's a it's a slippery know, slope to a uh, slippery slope to <laughs> uh, secluding yourself to just working on your models. You know. Now, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Now now Dan right. when he, Dan does you know for the listeners out there his his models uh, or his vehicles that he makes in particular um, are just astonishingly. Awesome. I mean, they're painted well. I mean, extremely well. Not well. They're they're great, and um, you know, just very, very, very detailed, and um, just the realism to them is exceptional. And uh, I, I, I pe- yeah, I need people to understand what, you know why we have you on as a guest. I mean, you're you are you you, you put a lot of your you know. There's a lot of experience that you've put into these over over time and uh you know it's just it's really it's really cool to see um and like i said i'm I'm encouraging everybody out there before we get rolling into this podcast uh to get you know get a chance we're going to post some of the photos of i have some of them already and i'm going to make sure that brett gets them and um and we're going to post some right on to our website when this airs on friday and um, as far as uh, with you know, with the uh, description of the podcast for everybody, they can check out your photos on there. Uh, Brett, you're good with that, right? Yep, we'll uh, we'll handle all that. We'll share for everyone. Yeah, because they're truly awesome. I have I have some of them here right now on my on my computer screen. And um, actually, we're gonna. Do you have the Dan? Do you gave us a bunch of them? Correct. I didn't give us. Um, he didn't send it yet. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, but uh, we have access to a bunch of them. Yeah, they're all right. You're in um, group. There's also, um, if model is forum, there's uh, a bunch of them on there. Right. Uh, if you go into the vehicle section, uh, 
I've posted a bunch of the Sheepscot builds that I've done and the Sylvan builds. Um, and then there's other stuff mixed in between. And then it, it, you look at a lot of Doug Fiscali stuff, and he, he's gotten a lot of vehicles from me over the years, and a lot of his pilot models will have a lot of my vehicles on it, which, to me, I get a kick out of that stuff there because, you know, I can show somebody, yeah, I, I built the, the vehicles, and, you know. I didn't, I didn't you know, realize he, that. That's yeah, cool. um, a lot. Uh, like I think the one that has the most is the um, oh the uh, the uh, the all the X-rated stores there. Um, <laughs> I can't think of like, the yeah yeah that's like a, like a I can't remember what they call that. It's like a almost like, like a, his red light district. Kid Row. Yeah, red light district. Yeah, like uh, the red light district one there. There's yeah. probably like three or four of my vehicles on that. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of his bigger kits have had, you know, two or three of my ve- probably mostly two, but sometimes three of my vehicles on it. Now, so. the I did the Metzger building and uh there was an orange truck. It looks like an orange pickup the truck. Is, it, is that yours? Uh no, the garbage truck was mine. A oh, garbage truck, and, okay. And the, that's a, that was a Sheep Scott. Both the cab and the body are both done by Sheep Scott. Okay. Um, I didn't want to put with that, but he leaned on me heavy to get that, <laughs> so I gave in. Um, and then there's a green station wagon, um, and there's one other vehicle, I think, on that diorama that he did that has that. Uh, that uh, has my stuff on it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's funny how his name is keeps popping up in just about every podcast we have. Uh, <laughs> but um, you also, uh, speaking of names popping up in every podcast, um, you have also done some uh, vehicles on that are on George uh, Selling's layout as well. Correct. I think I, I have four or five on there now. Usually, it, I he's about. 25 to 30 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. And I just I just started going down there probably about five years ago, and it seems like every time I go down there now, I try and have a vehicle all weathered and done for him that he can just put on the layout. He gets a kick out of it, and I think <laughs> it's pretty cool to say, well, I guess my work's good enough that, you know, George Sellius likes it and puts it on the yeah. layout, so that's kind, oh, of, that's kind of an honor. You know, it's oh, a, yeah. You know, it's kind of a badge of our honor to, you know, be able to, you know, have models well worthy and well enough to put on his layout, I think. Well, that's quite awesome. I mean, that is really uh, a feather in your cap uh, to be able to have somebody uh, of his degree to be able to to do something like that and put it to, right. to think that much of it to put it on. You're right. Now, do you do uh, do you build them uh, for custom for other people? I mean, do you, is that something you do on a regular basis, or you just make uh, not for yourself? Not re- Usually I build a bunch and then, you know, bring them to a show and every, you know, it's like, you know, um, everybody gathers around when I open up the the box and, you know, they all want 
what you know what they're looking for and I kind of do some uh, I like to bother it's like I really I really don't know what to charge people and I feel bad you know trying to right. think of a number so it's like oh you know give me this or buy me that and call yeah. it even and but um, <laughs> I have I have built vehicles for people but usually I the first thing I say to them is like I can build it or you want to rush for it because yeah. you know I get into doing my own stuff and it's like some like I have vehicles that I've had of other people's for like three or four years now that I really need that was my thing this summer is like I I uh, I wanted to just kind of clean up the everything I owe people and try and have it ready for the uh, the expo and I'm kind of a little <laughs> bit behind so but I'm I, I knocked a bunch out this summer um, right. the last month up here in the the northeast has really been bad as far as humidity and that kind of affects uh my time to paint yeah and uh and you air you know, i just is it I, most is it mostly airbrush it, painting or yeah a lot of the um you know the cab painting and or the body painting is all done with an airbrush okay. i i enjoy using um the true color paint, which is kind of similar to the old AccuPaint line. Okay. But I mean, it depends on the color. I can, I have plenty of the old focal, the poly scale. Um, I've tried some of the badger stuff for different mm. vehicles. Um, it all depends, you know, what I find for a color that I can use, and I use that. I mainly, I like the AccuPaint line. It goes on kind of glossy and if I need to do decals I can and then I um, I can take and you know put a flat finish on it and right. weather it up as needed oh that's cool now um, yeah when, when you, you do other do you do do you have a model railroad layout uh, of your own um, no I used I used to be involved there were a bunch of guys that had layouts in their cellars um, and like they, one would operate the first Saturday of the month, and another one would be the third Saturday. And then one guy did like a week type deal, and I was involved in a club up this way. And the guys that had the layouts, one died, one moved to Florida. Um, another one, his son basically took care of it, and his son moved out of state. They still have the layout, but they don't use it any, you know, he uses it for his own stuff, but they don't do operating sessions. Um, and the, the club we were in, it, it just became like a lot of clubs, a lot of infighting, and people were dropping out, and finally when it got down to four or five of us, we just cut the cord and yeah. packed yeah. up, you know? Yeah, so, and I, I, but, I think, no, I'm not knocking clubs, but Brett and I have avoided mm -hmm. that just simply because... Um, you know, it, we kind of like doing our own thing, and, uh, and 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 I think there's I think there's advantages to if you if you don't have with clubs if you don't have a um, you know uh, the room or space for a layout the clubs are awesome for people like that um, uh, but I can see where drama might fall into that a little bit and uh, politics and some other stuff and and we we just assume not have to get involved with that but. Um, I mean, I you know that's not our that's not our thing. Everybody's got their own thing that they do, and and that's cool. But um, right, well, I, the the thing with the you know the guys that had the layouts in their cellars, it was all the same people that were just 
traveled around to the different layouts. So everybody knew uh, oh, each cool. other and got all, and like everybody, you knew what job or yard that each person was going to be working at because they were doing it all the time. And then like going in to somebody new, we always ended up being a helper or, you know, it, it took us a while to, before you could take over running your own yard or running your own trains and stuff. But, um, you know, it's unfortunately, but people get older and that's what yeah. happens with this yeah. hobby is, you yeah. know, <laughs> no one, no one, no one seems to really want to take the time to, you know, right. build a, a layout that's, you know, you need five or six or eight, ten people to operate. Right. So, And, and you know, the, that's a pretty cool concept, too, is going from one to the next and helping each other out with each other's layouts. That's a cool right. idea. That's a, that's a little different than a normal club, and uh, I think that's, I, I love that concept, but, um, mm. yeah. And then you get some work done out of it. You get some help, helping hands in it if they're, you know, if they're uh, constructive enough to do that, or they, <laughs> so, yes, right. maybe it's a, uh, but yeah, we're getting off topic a little bit there, but, but, um, now when you do your kits, um, do you, do you, you focus mainly on full blown out kits? Um, obviously, um, have you done any already made stuff or like, uh, I think uh, I there's vehicles out there that are already made up and then you've yeah, got, got a, yeah, I've done that. To, yeah, there was that company IMEX that kind of seemed to come out with some odd vehicles that weren't made by another manufacturer that I thought would look good. Like uh, they, IMEX did an old Peterbilt, but like the whole frame and fenders were chrome, which mm-hmm. kind of looked foolish. So I ended up <laughs> taking the thing all apart, bead blasting it. I uh, threw the the frame was plastic, and you throw that and bleach and get rid of the chrome finish and kind of cleaned it up and you know did the whole did the whole truck over you know it started out as a railway express truck and i just repainted it as a railway express truck and Mm -hmm. you know it kind it kind of you know made it look better in the end but you know it it took took away the you know the toy look of it right sure you know but that's what you get when you buy a vehicle for Right. Six or seven bucks. Right, exactly. Now, when you do kits, uh, what are your. Obviously, there's different companies out there, although I think there's less and less of them. Um, Right. What what kits are your actual favorites to work with? I I enjoy building the Sylvan stuff. Um, It just. I've seen the kind of found, you know, what I need to do from start to finish, and it's like, it come, it's to the point now, it's like, I hardly ever look at the directions unless it's a new kit that I, I haven't done, like, the, I'm working on a fire truck right now for the clinic at this year's expo, and it's, there's some, I've built some of his fire trucks before, but there's some little differences with this one, so I'm kind of have to go back and see, okay, you know, what is you know, Claire Gilbert, who's the owner of Solvent, what's he uh, recommend to do here? Right. And, um, you know, I built a bunch of sheep start stuff. There's a company called Stony Mountain Classic Castings. Yeah, I've, I've uh, done they one did of them. They did a lot of, um, they're solid cast, um, kind of like a sheep start vehicle. And, um, you know, I built a bunch of them, and I think Jeff Grove ended up with pretty much every one of them that I built. Oh, wow. Um, 
but that I, you know, them were kind of back in the nineties because there was really nothing in the fifties era that for vehicles other than alloy forms. And that's what I started out building was the alloy form stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's the problem with the alloy form stuff is you have to, when you buy the stuff, you got to buy it in the, with the blister pack. Cause mm -hmm. them are some of the original castings. If you try and buy the ones in the bags, they're just full of, uh, you know, the crud that they, from the molds being so old um. and you really can't clean them up all that well. Um, and then, you know, I just, now that's, I mean, Sylvan must have at least a hundred different cars now. So, I mean, you oh, can yeah. build one of, one of each of his cars and they never have a duplicate on the layout. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a ton of them. I have one. I actually had three of them sitting here before me. Now I got them out knowing you were going to be on. And I have a 1938 Plymouth Coupe. And yep. uh, a 1934 Ford sedan delivery, and a 1933 Willys panel vehicle, yep. and um, yeah, they they all are undone. They're not they're brand new kits. But um, I'm I opened one up now. I'm just staring at it just to, to remind myself because I did one other one, and they um, uh, I, I like these because it's in a white plastic. Okay, which to me, uh, I I don't know you know how you feel about it, but some of the, I have some Jordans here as well. Okay, um, that, right. I, that I, I I do like Jordan stuff. They're, they're, it's awesome. Can't so, so it's like a nightmare to try and find it. But they, a lot of their stuff I notice comes in already colored plastic, and I I kind of right. like the idea of the white plastic. It just it, it's it's got that clean look to it. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what when you're putting your coloring on, it's gonna be that color <laughs> that you want, mm -hmm. and um, you know so yeah, and they look. Um, you know, this one in particular, this is the uh, Plymouth Coupe, and uh, it, it just, it looks like it's a lot easier to assemble, um, and the parts look a lot more uh, user-friendly to work with, um, to me. The, the, the only negative part about the Sylvain kits are the driver figures are the worst casted thing that I've ever dealt with. I've got, I've I was just to, staring at that yeah, right now when you said that. Um, the um, When you get that done, you really can't see the interior anyway. But And I've used them, you know, to just have a driver figure in the, the vehicle. Uh, but they, the way that them things are casted, they're the worst things to try and clean up. And I usually, the arms are never wide enough to go around the steering wheel. So I've been, like, <laughs> cutting the arms off and or cutting one off cleaning the casting up to make it look like the guy's driving with one arm because um, that is going to be probably the most negative thing I can find about <laughs> and a lot of people don't like his tires the, he uses a rubber resin for his tires but yes. I've kind of figured out a trick to try and clean them up and it, there are times that you do get bad castings of his tires and I just email them or even any of the I've had you know frames bodies all kinds mm -hmm. of parts that um, that weren't cast right or they were damaged 
And all I've done is taken a picture of him, emailed him, and he sends it right out. You know, he says, as long as I can see what the problem is. And what I've, I've gotten to know Claire well enough now is I put together what I call like a uh, prisoner exchange package, and I collect all my bad tires, and I'll call them up, like, usually a Springfield show in February, I'll call them up a few weeks ahead of time and say, well, I need four of these and six of those, and, you know, and he brings a little plastic bag of the good ones, and I exchange them for the bad. Oh, that's um, cool. But I, I, um, it was funny, I don't know what happened this year, but um, he came out with a 38, whether it was a 39 Ford, I think, uh, REA truck. And I was the one that kind of suggested that to him. And because when he came out with the 39 Fords, which was a truck I was asking for, when he finally released it, I says, are you going to do a, an REA truck with that nose? And he's like, geez, I never thought of it. And like two days later, he sent me a picture of the master. He's like, well, I got it done, but I didn't get it done <laughs> fast enough because it was a holiday here in Canada. And it's like, well, it's fast enough for me. And um, I picked up two of the trucks from him at Springfield. And when I got, I just grabbed them off the counter and said, yeah, I'll take these. And I got home and I'm starting to go through all my booty from the Springfield show. And I opened up the box and looked and the only thing in it was the directions. And it's like, I had a call. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever had this problem, but I says, I, I think somebody cleaned the, the kit out of the box and put it back on the shelf. So, but he, he sent me a whole new kit. So. That's cool. Now, <clears throat> that's um, when we when I took the clinic last last year, um, you were working. Well, you were talking about and working with or describing um, with your 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 whole um, clinic the uh, REA freight, uh, one of the REA freight trucks at the time. Right, and, I did, uh, did the three different versions. Right, and it was perfect because we I, I had just got done. Uh, Brett and I had just got done putting together the REA freight um, uh, building from uh, from Doug and um, right. and we just got done with it and I, I I had already ordered the REA trucks uh, to go to it and I had not I still they're still sitting here undone um, yeah. this podcast is shame fantastic. shame it is a shame. But, shame uh, on you. No, shame on you. Not not this. I took notes. So I took notes. <laughs> and during this class, I was sitting there with my phone as he was describing the different paints and um, right. marking it down. So I have all my REA notes for that. Um, and I, I did not have the Sylvan when I had the uh, uh, the Jordan ones on that. And right. so now, have you done a lot of Jordan kits or? I, I've only built one of those, and it was uh, when I first started getting into doing the HO scale vehicles, and I wouldn't say it was an overall success. <laughs> um, there's a, there's a, a model, which you probably know, Chester Fesmeyer. Mm -hmm. He was the ma master at building those. Um, he actually, I did a video for Brian Bollinger where I built a Sheepscot vehicle, um, and he did... He showed his tricks to building the Jordan stuff, and it's amazing to see 
what he does to put a Jordan vehicle together, and he doesn't even use paint. He uses straight, like, Higgins, Higgins ink oh my God. to paint the vehicles. Oh. And it look, it, the finish on it that comes out is almost exactly like what a, an original Model T would look like. Oh, my word. Um, yeah, yeah so it's, it's amazing. Now there is a uh, I don't know if you if you do Instagram or if you're on Instagram at all, um, but no, there is, I don't have time. Yeah, well, there we we do a lot of social media in all platforms, and and um, there is a, a young lady in Singapore um, who does modeling, and she, you know Jordan stuff is because they're no longer in business. It's been hard to get a hold of uh, a lot of their products, and they're virtually through the roof with their prices. Yeah, or and, you're, finding uh, them on, you're finding them on eBay for thirty dollars a car. Oh, so and, uh, exactly, yeah. And up, I've seen them as high as sixty bucks and more. But uh, she has—I don't know. She works for some company that does miniatures, and she does it professionally. And uh, it's mm. like it's—it's it's, her work is on par, and I'm not you know, on par with uh, people like you now. She does a lot of the uh, of the you know the structures and things that we see from. From uh, you know uh, Carolina or or from Doug or from you know, Jimmy right. and uh, but her modeling work is on that level and uh, so it's very good but she she apparently has a boatload of these Jordan trucks and I see her making them and they're excited. so if you ever get on Instagram oh, actually you can find them on Facebook as well uh, it's uh, so I'll, Singapore modeling sing, Singapore models I will have to look at up oh and no she's know. a listener of the show so. Uh... Let me give oh, her. That's a, great. Let me give her a shout out real quick. Yeah, definitely. Just just because you're talking about her, it's Singapore Miniature. Singapore Miniature, okay. Yep. And her, I have to, I'll have to check that out. Yes, it's on Facebook too. And uh, but her, she has a lot of vehicles that she does. Does an um, awesome job. Yeah, does an awesome job on them, and I think you'd be interested in seeing that. Um, you know, also, but um, like I said, I I. I find the Sylvan vehicles very, very nice. So, you know, to, they're very, very nice to work with. But, um, you know, and, and also there's a hobby shop close to us here uh, near Gettysburg. And uh, they they have the Sylvans in just about – that guy has just about everything they have. And uh, every now right. and then, every now and then at Gilbert – it's Tom, that's Tom Gilbert's down in, in Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah, every now yeah. and then I picked uh, up – what did I pick up? It was an ice truck. Mm-hmm. I have it right there. It's an old, it's a 19, I don't know where the box is. It's a mid-30s ice truck. I picked that's up. That's so Right. No, that's a Jordan. Oh, okay. But I picked that thing up. I was just, just a funny find. I, I, he had it in there for 12 Yeah, he had it. He had it in there for like $12 in one day. I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't pass that up. But Jordan for 12 bucks, I gotta, I gotta grab that yeah. thing. Shoot, I'm sorry about that noise. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always I go to these different shows. There's like a handful up in this area that are shows that are a must go to because there's always you know you always have a good selection of stuff. Right. And the first show of the season was this past Sunday up here in Concord, New Hampshire. And I went there a couple of years ago, and I bought a bunch of Sylvans for five bucks a piece. Oh my gosh! And it's like I, oh. it's like I just, I just kept piling them up, and it's like, okay, what do I owe you? And the guy was probably happy to get rid of them, and I was excited <laughs> to get them just to bring home. Um, but I done that with them. 
Right, and with the Magnuson stuff, they're all Walther's. Um, I was buying a bunch of their stuff because uh, at the time, you know, they that stuff fit the 19, you know, the mid-century transition yeah. era, the railroads type stuff. And that stuff isn't the greatest. Uh, it's it's kind of hodgepodge at best. But I mean, if if I, I if you done it, did it right, it actually it looks good. Like I'm sure you've seen Howard Zane's layout, and it's there's a bunch sure. of that stuff on his layout. And um, Frank, um, I I can't believe I forget his name. Frank but Morgan? there was a guy. No. Um, it's an Italian name, but he oh. did a lot of the vehicles uh, early on on Howard's layout, um, oh, okay. probably like when he did the second edition, and that's what he was using was the uh, the Magnuson and the Walther stuff, and it actually looks pretty good. It doesn't compare to the stuff that's coming out today, but for 1980s, that yeah. stuff was pretty good. Now I have uh, some other two other unbuilt cars made by a company called Williams Brothers. Have you ever tried any yes. of those? I did try one and it ended up in the trash. Because, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling um, really confident about this, Dan. <laughs> um, it, it, you know the the stuff they did it kind of filled the void, but it's that with it molded and clear, you really can't yep. see the details that you're working right. on. And it just made it hard, and I ended up, um, I tried to do it so I, you know, use, could use the windows with the clear and paint it, and it just became such a mess. I just, you know, <laughs> threw it in the round file. <laughs> well, we made, the first one I made is sitting on Brett's, uh, well, down Brett's, oh, down man, Brett's that, basement. Yeah. That's not it's in good blue. shape. It's not it, in good it, shape. It, you're right. No, man, it, it turned out awful because it was, it, like you said, it is clear. It was so hard to see the corners and crevices uh, around was, the windows. It was, it was a good learning experience. It was, it was. And now we use it for when we make roads to decide how right. wide or whatever we want to use to make our roads. And that's going to be totally it perfect. Became a, it became a tool. <laughs> it's now it's now part of our tool, our tool arsenal. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, right. it's a, it was a real shit show. They, they did that. They did that 35, 1935 Ford that could also be done as like a rail car, uh -huh. and that was that was made by another company back in the seventies. I forget that's that one there. You could almost do something with, but it seems a little bit out of scale for HO. Right. Um, for some reason, it just it looks. Also, a little bit too big, but um, the rest. I tried to do the '57 Ford, and I had one of the Chevy pickups, and I just, you know, I end up just kind of, you know, <laughs> okay, I'll write this off as a loss. <laughs> but, well, I have one of theirs here. It is in white cast, and it looks a lot like the Sylvan. Uh, it's a '32 right. Chevy Cabriolet. And, right. um, and 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 it, it looks like it might. I'm going to be able to detail that one a little bit when I. But I, I have nowhere near the, the skills that you do, and and uh, it's just it's amazing to see the work that you put out. Um, you uh, just to pull. I'm going to pull some of them up here right now on the photo. Um, Why well, I got that up, but 
There we go. Um, one I recently seen on your well, on the uh, on the group page, uh, you did a Pepsi truck, which is you, I noticed you do a lot of truck stuff. So, do you prefer yeah, trucks? I, no, it's just, you know, whatever I, usually when I buy something, I kind of know what I want to do. And um, I actually built those for Tom Langford down in Orlando, Florida, who's a big diet Pepsi drinker, but he models <laughs> 1940s and 1950s, uh, you know, Atlantic coastline, uh, seaboard. So they didn't have Diet Pepsi back then, so I wanted to do them a couple of Pepsi trucks. So that's why I did them uh, in them versions. And they were actually fun to do other than the tractor trailer I couldn't find. I found uh, they're actually clear stickers. Um, they're not decals, and they were a little bit tough to put on without, you know, to try and blend them in and make it look. Yeah. It looks good at an arm's distance, but, you know, up close, you can see the edges of the plow. I tried to trim it as best I could, but I, I didn't right. want it to look too goofy. Right. And the other one was just a bunch of scrap box decals that I had. Uh, the, the Pepsi logos came from a microscale set, and then the lettering on the signboard uh, across the top of the delivery body was some stuff that I had that was on a decal sheet, and I had enough that I could make it look like it was, you know, a company name. Um, Claire has just started adding decals to some of his truck kits, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that he's going to start doing that with the delivery, the soda delivery trucks, maybe do Pepsi, Coke, you know, whatever. Sure. And it would make make it a lot easier because that's the one fault with that delivery truck. It's great to have it, but, you know, it's hard to find decals to right. kind of make it look right. Oh, that's, so. that's pretty cool. Now, now um, the I noticed one thing, one of the common themes that I've seen on your on your models that you've done um, is the tires, and I know it, it's the, when your tires when you're done with them. And I've seen other people's on the other layouts where they don't look like this necessarily. They look great; the models look good, but um, their your tires look like they've been on the vehicle and it's been driven. And I, how right. do you get that look? I mean, it's like a not not necessarily gray, but it's got like you know, like, like they've been in, they've been used. Right, it's a weathered black um, with the Sylvan stuff. I usually, they, they, like I said, that's one of the other negative things that people have about Sylvan or Iris tires, and he'll even admit that they're kind of a negative to his kits. But I found, when I first built the first couple of kits, I was like trying to hold the tire in one hand and kind of clean the flash out with an X-Acto knife in the other, and it didn't work. <laughs> so I found that if you take the tire and you just kind of scrape the inside of the tire with a number 11 blade, uh -huh. you can get most of the flash out of there. And then depending with the truck tires, I just use the number 11 handle and kind of roll it over the end of the handle. And it's almost the right size for the tire. It stretches it out a little bit, but not that bad. And the vehicle tires, I have a scraper made by um, Squadron Products, or you mm -hmm. can use a paintbrush handle, 
just to kind of hold it so it stays round while you're trying to clean the flash off the outside of the tire. And I take a, a nipper and I just, usually a little, the nub from where it goes through the mold, and mm -hmm. I nip that off, and then I just use sanding sticks. And I oh. go around the tire, and then after I use the sanding stick, I have uh, some foam-back sandpaper that I found at a local hardware store. And I just kind of run that around on the tread. And when I do the wheel, on the on the edge of the wheels, they actually have a step to them. And the, the inside of the tire has a step. Well, I kind of back, back cut that edge off the wheel so it kind of sits flush inside the rubber tire. Oh. And I use... I use super glue to kind of, I use the thin stuff and just kind of lightly dab it on there and the capillary action sucks it all in. Yeah. And then um, once the whole chassis is assembled, I just touch up whatever spots of the bare plastic or resin mm -hmm. and I dull coat it or flat finish it. And then okay. I just use weather weathering powders to just kind of dirty up the tire so it looks like it's been driven and not cleaned for, you know, yeah, most of the they, time. Yeah, they look, they, every one of your vehicles, your, your wheels, and I think that, I don't want to make, uh, you know, you're the expert, I'm not, but the, mm. uh, when I look at a model like this uh, with one, one of the things that draws it out to make it look realistic is that fact you look at those tires and, you, and you're going wow they, they look real i mean they, they help make that vehicle that much more realistic looking and it doesn't look like a model i mean that's 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 a i think that's a huge feature and I've been, I've been asked, it's like, well, where do you get the ideas to paint a vehicle this color? Or, you know, how do you, you know, the, you know, what colors to use? And I've been, you like going back to the shows and looking for bargains. Uh, Books by Morning Sun, they do a whole series on trolleys. Mm -hmm. And in the trolley books, there's nothing but vehicles on both sides of the streets that the trolleys are. So I've been able to buy, like, these Morning Sun books for 20 and 25 bucks used. Uh -huh. And they just have tons of vehicle pictures in them. And uh, if I don't know what something looks like, I just Google it put like, you know, 38 Plymouth Coupe uh, yeah. in Google and search images. And usually you, know, you get a lot of stock looking cars, you know, and you get an idea, okay, then, you know, the the emblem in the grill is, you know, a gold <laughs> color or a red color. And, you know, you, you kind of make it look accurate as much as you can. Right. Now, on those smaller parts, your your lights, uh, that type of thing, your your I guess your your turn signal, uh, where your turn signal lights are, or your or your 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 lights itself. Um, you hand paint a lot of that stuff. Is that all hand painted or? Yeah, usually I attach it as part of the sub. You know, I, when I build a sylvan, I'll do it in sub assemblies. Like I'll do the the chassis without the wheels and tires on it. Right. Um, I'll do the cab, and I'll add all the detail to the cab, and then I'll do the body. Right. And then I, once everything's painted, then you start doing all your detail painting, and, like, all the, the, the you know, 
what would be the the blankers or the marker lights or mirrors right. or whatever. I'll go back and I'll paint them. Separate. You know, they'll get painted the body of the the cab, and then I'll go back and paint them chrome black, whatever. Sure. And then I use I was using the testers. Um, they make paints for the amber and the red for stop lights and. Mm-hmm the marker lights and stuff, but the stuff doesn't seem to last a long time. It gets really thick and gooey. Right. And I've actually switched I've switched over to the Tamaya clear paints. Okay. And I've been using I, I just, you know, dab them on over the, the chrome or the silver paint that I uh, use and the wow. stuff seems to last a lot longer than the tester stuff does. Oh that's that's pretty cool. Now um yeah, I, I have this stuff uh, It's made by um, AK Interactive. Um, it's for, you know, your military modelers and stuff. And they right. have this stuff called Gauzy Agent. And, um, and it also does something similar to that. You put your base color under it. And then, of course, you put it's almost like a varnish, but it's not, and it gives it like that that glazed glass cover look over the color, and uh, right. it's 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 very interesting. Now, I don't know how it is on. It's like anything else. I mean, it's made for a large scale modeler, one thirty fifth scale or whatever they're doing, and and then of course, um, you know, you have the. Uh, you, you have to kind of almost break it down, I guess, if you want to go and work on something like that on HO or uh, a much smaller scale. But um, I don't know how that, that would work on, on something like that. I might try it, actually. But right, well, no, no. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, no, I, no, I, just, no, I was ready to go for you, so you go ahead. Um, one of the things I brought over from my model card days is that stuff called the detailer. Uh, it's made by Long Industries, and I use, it's kind of, I've been told it's an ink wash, uh, but it's kind of a thick liquid, and I use that to show the detail in the grills, and I've actually used it to show, like, you have your, your five holes around the, the wheel of a, um, a truck tire, or even, like, the spokes on, like, that 34 Ford or the Willys panel truck. I'll, you, I'll put that in between the spokes and it kind of settles in but the spokes whatever color you paint will kind of stick out um and then i'll go back over that when it's dry and i'll take it and just dry brush the the wheel color over it mm-hmm. but it kind of gives the wheel some depth um when you when you do that oh that's a pretty cool idea and I was just looking at the photo um, of that. It is, it is, folks. This man knows his vehicles. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually have not the Willys panel truck, but I have one either the coupe or the the four door uh-huh. that's on the bench now. Um, but I built both the thirty eight Plymouth and and the uh, the thirty four Ford. So. <laughs> um, now. When, on your windows, uh, there's another feature that I'm just drawing out, and I see some of them are pretty clear. Some of them, I like the fact that you have, like, there's a pickup truck here in front of uh, 
Uh, it looks like a, a, a warehouse dock, and um, it's a like, it looks like an all green type pickup truck. Um, yep. And and that one you had the windows down, which is cool. I mean, the windows you know obviously down. On right. Uh, some of your, some of them have clear windows, and I noticed some of your other ones, and I love the look on that too. Is the the windows are almost like a frosted look. Um, so so what's that? How do you achieve that look? Um, on the Sylvan stuff, um, for the most part, I use gallery glass. I, it okay. seems to, it, it doesn't seem, the humidity doesn't seem to affect it as much as like the microscale stuff or okay. um, the canopy glue. I've never, I've only used a canopy glue once, so I really can't say how good that, but it's I've been using gallery glass. Canopy glue. Oh. Right. <laughs> and it, the the only problem I do have sometimes with it is I'll get an air bubble in it and I'll have to take and stick a number 11 blade in it and kind of pull it all out of the opening and clean it up. But right. um, it, that stuff seems to really dry super clear. Right. Um, on the solid cab, like the uh, the Sheep Scott and the, um, the Stony Mountain vehicles, because I, you know, going back to the Walfers and Magnuson stuff, the, um, you know, they always dry brush blue and all these different colors try to make a windshield look like a windshield. But to me, a windshield, you look at a car and it's kind of black. Yeah. So what I do is I take and paint. It used to be grimy black. It still is. Uh, it's just sold by testers now. But I'll do the windows grimy black and then take a paintbrush with silver paint on it and get as much of it off as I can and I just kind of dry brush it but I'll kind of tap it on in one spot and then blend it across like the windshield to make it look like the sun's hitting that spot of the windshield but the opposite corner yeah and then when I'm done all my painting and I've done the flat finish on the vehicle and probably just before I take the weathering powders to the vehicle, I'll go back over the window with like some semi-gloss clear mm-hmm. um, just to make the glass look like it's a little bit shinier than the paint on the vehicle and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and it seems it seems to work out pretty good. Yeah, I really like it. Now, you said you use the gallery glass. Is that for the glass itself? Or do you... Um do you use gallery glass itself rather than the plastic windows that come with the thing? Right. Some of the vehicles, you do have to use the plastic. Yeah, Claire's pretty good with his directions. Like, if you bought one of his 49 Studebakers, mm-hmm. they kind of have a wraparound rear window. <laughs> and he gives you actual templates that you can tape onto the um the pl- little plastic sheet he gives you and you can cut them out and then kind of fit them. Uh, I used to spend a lot of time doing that when I kind of first started doing it as I would sit there and, you know, fit plastic into the windows and stuff. And it's like, right. it's going to be an easier way. <laughs> and I started <laughs> using the gallery glass and, you know, like I said, from an arm's distance, it, you really can't tell. Yeah. I, I, I just bought gallery glass. And for you people out there that are interested in that gallery glass, uh, I bought it at Michael's and it was like, it's like two ninety nine. Uh, 
Right, gallery glass. I got the, uh, I believe mine's the clear. It's uh, crystal clear. And um, that's correct. And I bought it for to for doing a structure. So if you're into doing your structures and you want to do some, you know, you can. It has dual purpose in my rowing. It probably has multiple purposes. So and I, I was told by a modeler that there's a frosted clear gallery glass that works great for windows. It kind of gives them that dirty look. Yeah, and you I know. couldn't find it. They didn't have it that day, um, but um, they do make it. I looked on their catalog, right. and they do have it. So I have not tried that at all. But um, Oh, that's yeah, awesome. I, I was, now, now, do you... What, when you do that, do you do you put that in before you begin? Well, you probably have to do it after you do your painting, um, right? What I I'd like the window on a Sylvan would be like the last thing I do just before I weather it. But sometimes I'll weather it, and it'll still be the last thing I do. Right, um, and it's just like the the doing a structure window you just kind of right. run a thin bead around the edges and then kind of get it across the opening without making yeah. too many air bubbles or get yeah. it all over everything yeah dragging it across sometimes is a is a nightmare and you want to make sure it doesn't it doesn't you know pop on you and then it stuff sp- sprays everywhere but right. yeah wow oh that's cool now i um, use i i buy I buy the, like, get the craft stores. They have, like, these little, they're probably about two and a half, three inches long, these little stirring sticks that come to a point. Okay. Um, and I, that's what I use to do the windows because, you know, you can kind of get it to where you can see without. And they're a stirring stick at the craft store. Right. Right, okay. but they're only about, like I said, two and a half, three inches long. They're real short. Okay. Um, and then they have like a fuzzy tip at the end. No, no, they just oh. they look just like they're like a coffee stirrer, but they're oh, they're okay. real short. Okay. Oh wow. Um, now you buy a buy a bag of three hundred for like two bucks. Oh my gosh! I have to I have to go down and get some. And uh, uh, hobby shop, uh, not hobby shops. Uh, craft stores are. Um, yeah, they're they're a place where I can lose a lot of money quick. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have a dump truck here. Um, it's a red dump truck, and uh, yep. it has. I noticed back around the um, the I guess the bucket area of this truck, you have. It, it, you weathered inside. It's a, it's a trick I've seen on some modelers. Uh, I've not seen it too much on HS scale, but um, I noticed you have like dirt and grime in just the corners and edges. And I, this is something I see with modelers in mil, military modeling, and uh, where they do that with tanks and such like that. It's very is that, what, what, that, you that? what I was, uh, I, um, I painted it the red, and then after it dried, I took uh, dry brush like silver or mm-hmm. gunmetal into uh, the body to kind of make it look like bare stale because uh, working for 
company that buys dump trucks, when you buy a brand new, they don't do a good job of painting the insides of the bodies. They're more trying to make the outside look pretty. Right. So it doesn't take much before all wet paint is in there is worn off. And yeah. uh, then I actually did the trick there afterwards with the uh, alcohol and the um, the the powders. Mm -hmm. and just kind of work worked it all into the the body wow. itself and did some on the outside to kind of make it look like. Uh, right. um, and, and you can see it on the inside of the tailgate or where the where the, the back gate is. You see the rust on the inside. It's like a rust and dirt and grime. And I love that right. look. It looks so real. Something you're going to fucking use. And right. oh, that's, that's cool. And that, that was actually a, a kit bat. I mean, Magnuson, Magnuson did like a mid-80s crew cab pickup. Um, and I took that and I took a Sylvan, I think it was like a 53 Chevy dump truck and I actually cut the frame off behind the cab and that actually has the Sylvan wheels and tires, the frame from the Sylvan kit and the dump body from the kit. Just because it kind of made it look like a on a one-time program with like a site, sure. and um, that one I built for Bob Seckler, um, who's part of the expo there. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the expo, um, it, you will be uh, now. You, you did the clinic last year that I took. Uh, how many was right. it, How many times have you done the clinic at the expo? Um, I did the first one I did, I did on the Sheep Scott, uh, international KB 11, which is the same vehicle I built in the video for Brian Bollinger, which, mm -hmm. uh, he still has available. Um, and then I did the three REA trucks and this year is going to be a Seagraves, uh, uh, it's a canopy type fire truck oh, um, that I'm doing. Oh, that's awesome. No, I, you know, I, I figured that, you know, like last year, REA trucks were all around the railroad, so anybody that has a model train layout will have to have REA trucks, and it's the same with fire engines. It, the fire engines, fire trucks are always around the, the railroad, whether they be driving down the road or whatever. Right. And almost everybody has a fire fire station on their layout so I try and you know do something that kind of will kind of help somebody build a model and get it on a layout wow that's 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 cool now yeah one of the things I want to do is a bus uh for 1930s and 40s we actually era we model like uh, World War II era, but Americana, uh, right. you know, United, you know, in the United States during World War II, and um, yeah, of course uh, the the new um, kit that Doug is putting out, the uh, special edition kit, or I guess it's a limited edition kit, right. uh, has the bus terminal, and uh, so I've been out there trying to find a good price on a. Uh, on a on a bus for that that era, and it's been a nightmare. Um, but right. um, 
They're trying to find that. Jordan makes a, a bus, and Doug has it on actually on his uh, original model when he when he is advertising that. And not George, um, sorry, uh, Doug. And um, right. And I, so I've been out there trying to find it, and I can't find it for less than like thirty, forty, fifty bucks. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, word, just to put a bus on right. there. But um, so I'm I'm still searching around. Sylvan doesn't make a bus, do they? Do you know of? They he does. Um, he he actually sells it. There's some collaboration he's doing with some other model company up in Canada, <laughs> and he did. He's done one bus already, and I actually built it. Um, I don't know if I posted that one yet on the uh, Five Scale page, but I did it up as a military bus, and that was another one that went to Tom Langford, uh, but Claire is working on another bus from that 1940s, early 50s era. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one that's going to be, it's an a, a bus that was made by ACF, um, and it's kind of neat. It has a lot of chrome in the front of it and whatnot. I'm not sure of the model, but he is working yeah. on another bus, and he said he hopes to have it out for the Springfield show in oh, January. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually, I haven't bought one of Doug's big kits in years, mm-hmm. and I had to buy that bus station kit only because I know <laughs> I could fill it full of vehicles. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, um, the um, the Springfield, uh, do, you, do you do clinics at the Springfield as well, or? No, um, that one, I, I usually I usually help out Bruce and Nancy Nickerson from Seaport Model Works. Oh, Bruce I help is awesome. them bring in, bring in their stuff and help them set up the tables and everything. And I'm there kind of as a lumper, you know. <laughs> they, they, it really takes a lot out of, I mean, I've watched Bruce struggle to do stuff the few right. years I've helped him. Yeah. And I... Once it's all set up, he's in his glory. He just loves talking to people and trying oh, yeah. to sell them the boat kits and whatnot. So, <laughs> we set, we spent um, 45 minutes talking to Bruce uh, last he's, time. Yeah. We Bruce, is, so, Bruce yeah. is awesome, He's and he's a wealth, yeah. he's a wealth of information on, on uh, boat models. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. I mean, he just he loves boats. It's like I, <laughs> I, I loaned him a book on Gloucester Mass uh, uh-huh. two years ago, and I still haven't got it back from him. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so when you're at the expo this year, um, you, you'll be doing a clinic, uh, and, and is yeah on the you'll, you'll be working with that fire truck. Are you doing a a premium clinic, or are you just doing the regular clinics, or? No, you know, they've tried to get me to do a premium clinic, and it, it would be hard because a lot yeah. of building the vehicle is what you do after it's painted. Right. And like I said to them, I would have to have, like, a bunch of lead time to clean up and paint a bunch of vehicles. And then, like, right. you'd have to show somebody, okay, this is how you build it, and then once it's painted, this is what you got to do to finish it off. Yeah, it'd be and, really tough. Uh, it would be a lot of expense and a lot of time on my mm-hmm. part to prep for it, and that's the only thing that would keep me from doing it. Um, but, you know, I, that's why I try and, you know, put stuff on the uh, – 
the model is for them, you know, mm-hmm. as far as builds and sure. uh, even Jimmy's old Jimmy's old farm, uh, the kit farms, they actually did that thirty four Ford and it's it's on there from start oh, to wow. finish. If you if you find it, it'll help you out. And I've done. Um, I've done, I think, five or six builds, and I've still got, I've got a bunch of stuff that I've actually taken the time to, you know, photograph the steps and do it. I just haven't had time to put the stuff on. Right. You know, it'll probably take me a whole day to, you know, do one vehicle and put <laughs> it all up and write it on the forum, and that's, that's yeah. like I said, it's just another, well, the, what, another the thing. Way I, you, I'm sorry. No, I just no. going to say it's just another thing I don't have have time to do most of the time <laughs> yeah i guess a premium clinic would be a lot to do and then you got you got to buy let's say you had let's say you had 20 i don't know how many people are taking them things 20 25 people well now you got to buy 20 25 right. vehicles they're going to ultimately you pay have, you for them. but geez right you'd have, you'd have to buy 50 because yeah, half of them you'd have to prepaint, so you right. could finish showing people this is how you finish off the model oh, that's crazy um, so, like I said, it would be a bit of an expense to do something like that. Well, and the it, way you did it was awesome because you had a slideshow going on, and uh, right. you know we got to see we got to see how you did it step by step. And I think as the way you present it is the best. That's why I didn't fall asleep early in the morning uh, during your show. I mean, it was all it, it was just a you had the slideshow going, and you were explaining everything step by step. And you know, we were just sitting there. That's why it was a crowded show, obviously. Um, you, you had everybody waiting for that next step so we could see you know, where, where it went from there. And it, it was very well done. So you're going to be doing that similar with now with this fire truck. Yes. Right. Uh, the only problem is Jimmy's put me up against Jason Jensen ah. at the same <laughs> clinic time. So I think I'm just going to be getting the clinic room ready for Bill Sartori at his clinic. <laughs> I'll be giving the clinic, I think, the four walls because I'm sure everybody's going to want to go to Jason's clinics. Well, you know, and, and, and that's the thing, though. That's the cool thing and one of the reasons why we had you on tonight, uh, you know, outside of the fact that you know, you're, you're modeling is great it's it's a different you know there is more to fine scale modeling than just a structure okay oh. no nobody's gonna sit here and say jason's stuff isn't fantastic it's amazing and he is a super cool dude and we've had him on here right. a few times and we're you know we're, we're becoming good friends and and uh, we love having him on um he's done a couple uh jumped in and uh helped us out as a guest uh not just as a as a uh, as a guest, but uh, we've had him on as a guest host and uh, with some interviews, and so he, he's a great guy. But you know, we do a lot of stuff on this show that are that is you know based on structures and scenery and things like that. And this this is the first time that we've done anything on vehicles, and it's a huge part of a really good layout. It, it's it's crucial to have vehicles. On your layout, and if you put all that right. time and energy and effort into making every fine detail of, let's say you are a, a, a Jason Jensen modeler of that caliber, uh, and many people, there's many people out there that are awesome, and um, you know they put all that effort into it, that's going to look really great on your layout. But if you don't have some vehicles to accompany it, it's going to look your town's going to look re- really silly. And um, <laughs> right, and and, and stuff. Stuff needs to be weathered 
to look the part also. Right, and, right. Um, you know, that's, there's a, at the Springfield show in one of the buildings, the 187th Club gets together and they display all their stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is like unbelievable work, but it's all looks like it's brand new. Like, and they build these dioramas of like construction work going on and stuff, and they have all this huge equipment and stuff, but it's all still nice and shiny. And uh, I've been with a couple of guys, and they, they have worked construction, and they shake their head looking at it, saying, have you ever seen something that shiny on a job site? <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. but you know, whatever, whatever makes them happy, I guess. <laughs> and, and that's because they're, they're, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just got to say, there's, there's some unbelievably, them guys do some unbelievable modeling in HO scale. Um, and then some of them do it well with the weathering and everything. And then there's others that, you know, they're just happy to show stuff that they built. But they, they it, I got to admit, it took me a lot to, like, take a model and I just put all this time and effort in doing and it's all nice and shiny and it's like, okay, you got to make it look like garbage. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it's hard to make that jump, but once you do, it's like, yeah. geez, it actually looks better. Yeah. It, yeah it, it, that's something how that works. And that's usually my, my dad had to rein me in because I was the opposite. I... I was obsessed with making it look like too much, too much like it was worn down. And uh, I had to rein right. myself back a little bit because when I started, I was like over weathering things and it just looked, it looked out of control. So there's the, yeah. there's, right. there's also the opposite of that where uh, <laughs> I weathered it too much in the beginning. So, you know, you got to learn. And, and like you said yeah. about the, the clinics with the, uh, you know, you know, everybody, we were saying about how they put all that effort into making their stuff look great and super detailed and uh, it looks realistic. And when you put it on a, on a layout without a vehicle or, or for that matter, uh, figures, um, you need people. And if without those items, uh, they have to, just because you are putting on a vehicle, you want to put it on you want to do a nice vehicle. Your buildings look right. awesome. Your your scenery looks awesome. And you want that vehicle to sit in. You don't want it to stand out like a sore thumb. So it's got to be done in a manner. And the only way they're going to be able to do that is if you know they have a lot of experience at it or if they start taking the clinics and checking it out and saying, hey, you know what? I can, I can build them. I can build a structure. Okay. But I've not done the vehicles or I have done vehicles and they're not turning out to look, they're not turning out to really blend in with the rest of my scene. This is the clinic to take, you know, in my opinion. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sure. I, I mean, I, I still will never be the caliber of Bob Mitchell. I mean, <laughs> I, I went through two of his clinics where he didn't have a slide projector and he still pulled it off. Oh, I did but, his last year too. And he is funny yeah. too. Um, uh, I, definitely a funny man. I, I went to, I think it was Scranton. Uh, yeah, it's, Scranton, I think he 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 broke his bulb on his projector because he's the only one that brings a slide projector to do his clinic, uh -huh. and 
he broke the bulb and then didn't, he had a spare bulb, but he didn't have it with him. Mm -hmm. And so he did everything just by, you know, talking about it. And it was actually a pretty funny clinic. And then the next year he brought the extra bulb, but he didn't bring the um, lens for the slide projector. So everything <laughs> was like on the screen, like six inches by 10 inches square. Um, so he had to talk his way through that one. Um, but it was, you know, he, he's probably the master at giving clinics, you know, especially when the stuff hits the fan. Oh my gosh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's real good with that. He passes around. Here's the thing, I took those clinics, of the clinics I took, which was both days, all day, and um, uh, the two clinics where I really, really enjoyed the most were, uh, no, I can't really say, uh, they were all awesome. Um, but those two in particular, uh, both of you gentlemen passed around, both you and Bob, passed around actual models of your work. Right. I mean, up and yeah. down the aisles, and we're checking things out, different vehicles and such with yours. And then he did the same with, like, I took his rust, I think his clinic was on rusting, uh, doing rust. And um, he had he had like a mix of all kinds of stuff. I think he did have a vehicle and he had some small buildings and a lot of his stuff was in N or Z scale. And it's just, it was insane. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, I don't think I could give a clinic on these things. I'd be afraid to pass these items out to people and let them touch them, you know, because right. <laughs> but, but, uh, you, you know, it was awesome to be able to, you know, we actually got to hold it and look at it. And, and I guess what, what the thing is, you have to remember when you're, when I guess you're thinking is, okay, everybody is sitting out here. Those they're, they're here for a reason. These are, this is a fine scale bottle expo. These people know how to handle something delicately. Um, and, and, you know, you have to have that trust in them, but, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really neat. Cause I love that hands on feel and you guys both gave an, you know, an awesome clinic, you know, how to deliver. And, uh, that was, that was really cool. So yeah, well, that's you know that's the thing is you you try and keep the interest up to get you know through the forty minutes and um, <laughs> you know you know try and try and you know get your point across so like people don't leave there wondering what you were talking about you, you right. kind of because I found um, last year I did that that same clinic at one of the NM, NMRA uh, divisions up here back in the early part of this year and I it was like I was having to go back like what I would I did was I actually went through the whole clinic kind of talking to myself about this 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 and then when I got up in front of everybody it's like I forgot half the stuff <laughs> I wanted to talk about and it's like I have to go back a couple of slides okay let's go back to this one you got to do this and you know just because I uh, would forget where I am during the build because, sure. you know, to me, I just do it. And, you know, to kind of explain, you know, that's the nice thing about doing the the build threads is, you know, I can kind of yeah. sit there and over-explain stuff so people right. aren't walking away wondering, okay, how'd you do that? Right. 
So yeah, well, you you do a good job. And like I said, it's it's not easy to get up in front of a group of people and just say, okay, this is how it, to be something you naturally just always do. Break it down have to break it down for other people so they can understand what you're doing. Uh, you know, you've got to be able to, you know, scale it back and slowly think it through as you explain it. And right. it's not, right. it's not, it's not always easy thing to do. And, uh, you, yeah, like I said, I thought you did it great. Now, um, on, on the, uh, when you're at this expo this year in November in Albany, um, will you be working on some of your modeling there at the show? Yes, I, I plan on, I'm actually, in two weeks, I'm going out to Minneapolis for the Narrow Gauge Convention, and I plan on bringing my little box of stuff out there, and <laughs> I'll do the same when I go to New York. So, yeah, I mean, if you want me to show you something, I usually have some Sylvan kits in the box, and, okay. you know, I can at least try and explain, you know, how to do something. And, okay. I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, they, they clean these kits up uh, just very easy. It's like I use probably about five or six tools to clean up all the flashing and off the castings and whatnot. And, right. Um, you know, and usually I'll do five or six at a time. I'll take and I'll clean all the parts at once and I'll prime mm -hmm. all the parts at once and then I'll paint all the different stuff at one time. I'll just keep, you know, if I'm, need stuff painted red, I kind of pick a red and paint everything that one red color, and that way there as I'm building it, I don't have to keep going and, okay, which red did I use? Although, I have been writing the colors down that I'm using, because I have been forgetting, uh, <laughs> you know, I have to go back, and it's like, oh yeah, I use that yellow or that blue. Right. Um, so now, that's probably why Ken, Henry Ford painted everything black, just to make it easier. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I wonder why you did that. Um, well, I got a pro I got a, a proposal for you since we uh, Brett has no clue about this, but no. we we have a table set up and I and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we will have a table there at the show. We do not sell anything. We are going to be doing some live broadcast stuff on the table, and um, of course, um, I am going to be doing the uh, podcast from there. And, um, and of course, we're going to be doing uh, some live uh, YouTube videos. Uh, we're uh, well, not YouTube, uh, maybe YouTube, but uh, live Facebook stuff uh, where we'll show people working or talking to different modelers and, and such through the show. Um, you are welcome to come and set up. Uh, you're set your tools down there at our table, and there's like I said, there's plenty of space because all I'm going to have is uh, some handout literature and stuff like that, and some microphones. And if you like to sit down there and and uh, do a build of one of yours well, uh, during the day or something like that, and you know maybe not all day or nothing, but whatever you want to do, and uh, maybe we'll do a little uh, uh, filming of you working. If you're interested, yeah, I can, I can do that. I'll, I'll pick out a, a car that it probably won't take very long to clean up all the parts and you know at least show what to do as far as getting the sub assemblies done up until the point that it's uh, it yeah. needs paint. That would be that would be fantastic. Because you know, that that's you know everybody knows pretty much knows how to paint. I I mean mm -hmm. I get asked all the time about <laughs> do you use a, a 
spray can. I've actually I've actually painted vehicles with the small testers or spray cans. Uh, there was one of the Stony Mountain cars that I we used to use a touch up paint on the race car that I worked on, and I actually liked the color gray, so I used it. Uh, to paint a Ford wagon, and it came out super smooth. And I, uh, Jeff Grove has that, and I know he used it in one of his pilot models years ago. But um, I was amazed how smooth that paint came out of a Krylon spray can. Wow! Um, so it doesn't it doesn't always have to be a, an airbrush, you know? It's, right. Right. Um, That's a know, great idea. It's just. I just like the like the control I get with an airbrush sure. with the the true color paint. So right, the only well, that, the only problem. Great. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I just gotta say it's just you know I always I do better in the winter because I'm not dealing with the humidity so much, <laughs> and that's that's the one thing that you know I I can pump out a lot of stuff as long as the. Um, the humidity is below 55%. <laughs> well, if you want to sit down at our table and, and uh, maybe we'll, like I said, what we can do is I'll do, we'll do a little, uh, I'll, while I, while I show you working, we'll, we'll ask you a couple of questions while you're working. And, uh, you know, and yeah, that, that would be kind of great. And the pe- people at the show can come by and see you doing your work, which would be really cool. Um, that's yeah, if you're yeah. interested in something like that. And you don't have to, I, you know, I, you might just want to just go and chill and have fun at the show. But, um, uh, yeah, so that'd be awesome to do that if you're interested in that. So, yeah. Um, I have no problem doing that. I cool. Just, once cool. I get down there and get things set up, you know, it'll it'll be great. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. So I'll get with you on yeah. that. We'll talk about that in detail later. Um, and we'll figure out how to make that as you know as fun as possible for everybody. I think, and then I'll have somebody to shoot the breeze with there uh, <laughs> as well while I'm sitting there because there's going to be times I'm just going to be sitting there. But um, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. And sit there uh, with us at the HO Skill Customs uh, uh, table Oof, and, and uh, have a good time. Sorry, you're going to miss out yeah. on that, Brett. Hey, I'll, but, uh, uh, <laughs> I won't even be thinking. Of, I won't even be thinking about you. So it's all right. Yeah, Brett's got to. Do, he's doing a 100 mile run for a charity down in Alabama. So he's uh, oh. he'll be he'll be busy, but um, he won't be able to join us. But um, yeah, and I'll have my wife there as well. So, no. uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the expo. Looking forward to having you there. And uh, we're gonna. We're. Do you have any more questions for Dan? I, today? I have. I have one question for Dan. You ready? Sure. So right. I. I obviously you have a uh, a love of modeling vehicles, and you 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 transition from the um, vehicle model, like like car model building which is a little larger scale down to model railroad scales um you know particularly ho do you have um a fascination or a hobby outside of modeling cars at least with with um you know real vehicles as well is there is there is there some sort of history with you and classic vehicles or uh like you had mentioned you're working with a race car in the past right i um Actually, my father 
my father was a mechanic his entire life, and okay. my brother was a mechanic. I actually went to trade school and you have a trade certificate in the auto body. Okay. And I actually worked on a friend's race car for 20 years, and that's kind of how I got into doing the vehicle, the HO scale modeling, because about eight or 10 years into helping him, he bought a motorhome. Um, to stay overnight at the tracks, and he needed somebody to drive it. So I would drive the motorhome, and I get to stay in the motorhome with huh. him and his wife and the dogs that they've had over the years. And I needed something to do that I could be quiet while they slept. And I started with a, just a small green fishing tackle box, and I had um, needle files and X-Acto knives and bits of sandpaper. And I'd bring, at the time, I was doing the stuff like the Stony Mountain Classic castings and the sheep snot stuff. Okay. And I would just work on that. You know, I'd get up in the morning, and I'd start the coffee maker, and I'd sit there and work for a couple hours on a vehicle and you know it didn't make much of a mess and you know I could put everything in that one little box and if I had to go outside to do it I did it and it just my box has gotten a little bit bigger and there's more stuff in it and I actually have a battery powered art light that I bring with me now but um, <laughs> and, I, and I've had to go I curse Dave Frary because he was the one that said to me one day I can't believe that you can work on that stuff without any type of magnif magnification and it seems like right after he said that to me I had to start using an optimizer <laughs> yeah. um, that's age so, that just comes with our age as we get older yeah, well, we that's, find that's just that. it yeah. you know, now I, it, is, it was actually Bruce that he says don't use the optimizer just buy the cheap breeding glasses they they don't look as foolish if he's right because i kind of felt out of place you know you go somewhere and you bust out the optimizer to work on stuff and people think you're working on jewelry or something so, <laughs> so that's that's cool i just i just wondered if you had a you know you had a history in 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 working with vehicles previously but it sounds like it kind of runs in your blood and and you've you've spent plenty of time around working um on vehicles additional to just modeling right. them. Yeah. Right. And, and I, you know, I, I enjoy going to car shows and truck shows and, you know, right. I, I work in construction, so I'm always around heavy equipment. And right. that's kind of why I, I actually have a bunch of Sylvan and cheap Scott stuff that I built. That's all painted up in DPW orange, because at some point I'm going to do a, a DPW garage and it's going to have all stuff that I can remember as a kid. Very cool. Um, uh -huh. Around the garage. So, Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all well, I had. Well. I just was uh, – actually, I have one other question, and this <laughs> this is just for fun. This is all for fun. So as we're talking, um, I'm looking at some of the vehicles that my dad's bought. I have a couple of the, um, the Smoky Mountain Castings that I yeah. picked up through the – I have a few that I haven't touched. I have a – it's like a 1946 uh, Ford pickup. Um, I have a couple of those yep. and, uh, um, I also have this, this is embarrassing. So don't judge us now. I have from my first train kit that I ever got, you ready? It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's like a 1940s era pickup truck from a lifelike model, 
uh, I mean, a lifelike uh, train <laughs> kit. You ready? Now, as you're talking, I'm I'm staring at this thing at my bench because we were, I recorded this. We both recorded this at our workbenches, and uh, mm. now that I'm looking at it, I'm wondering if there's if you've ever worked with some like a, a of a cheaper, uh, more entry level kind of um, base kit. So this this car came with the typical lifelike train kit that has the snap together easy track like one building it's already glued together and and two cars and some trees right uh and it goes around in a circle but the truck i'm wondering now if if it's a challenge for me now to pick this thing up and actually paint it and redo it to look like uh one of the finer um, vehicle kits that are out there and i'm wondering if you've ever done anything like that well, it goes back to the conversation we had earlier about the IMEX uh, REA truck. Yeah. I mean, that thing looked totally toy-like when I bought it, and I just kind of took it all apart and, you know, painted it and made it look, you know, I made it look probably a hundred times better than it. It was still a cheap die-cast toy, but at least it didn't look like a toy. It looked right. more like a, a truck that would go on a layout and kind yeah. of... Okay. The, kind of fit well and i don't I, even know where that truck ended up to be honest with you <laughs> that'll be uh that'll be one of my challenges here i'm gonna i'm gonna turn this thing see in, if you can do something i'm gonna turn this thing into the front i'm gonna transform it from the pure plastic blue injection molded uh lifelike <laughs> pickup truck into something i'll make it look like something decent right. uh, <laughs> but you've inspired that, me with that. that could be that that could be the next challenge. There you go. You know, to take something cheap toy like and actually, you know, I'm working. Make it look. I'm also working on. That's a great idea. It's funny That's you bring that up. It's funny you bring that up, Dan, because I'm working on currently, and it's this is new. No one has heard this yet except my dad. I bought a kit on eBay. Uh, it was it was a dollar nine. This is not a, this isn't a vehicle. It's not a vehicle kit. But it is a. We're some strange dudes, Dan. We are strange dudes. It's a it's a Plasticville <laughs> USA, uh, hobby scale kit. It is a train like a like a watchtower for a train yard. It is the definition of a Plasticville kit. Like it is, it's exactly what right. I think it looks like. So my everything's everything's out of scale and totally and, and it's yeah the scale is not too bad because it's a smaller building and it's not it's not awful i did do a little bit of looking into it before i picked it up for a whole two dollars right and uh <laughs> but my goal is to i've torn it all apart now i bought it it was already glued together and everything i've ripped it apart i've primered it and i started painting it but my goal now is to transform it into something that looks like a craftsman kit uh, to see if I can make it look like fool everybody to make it look like it's a craftsman kit, and it's it's turning out, it's getting there. It's got a little bit of TLC that it needs yet, but uh, I'm thinking by the next week or two, it's gonna it's gonna look like one of any of the other kits we put out, just the way I'm painting it. So that's my right. challenge is to pick up. I think my my challenge through the fall here is I'm 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 overloaded with a bunch of craftsman kits, but I'm gonna, including this pickup truck, I'm gonna work on some things that typically aren't seen in the craftsman style modeling, whether it be vehicles or buildings, and I'm gonna try to show people how um, I turn them into uh, a, a more realistic version that they can be. 
So that's right. a good so idea. That guy, so, one of the guys on Modelers Forum did that a few years ago. He tried to do a challenge where you couldn't. You, you, it was like an old Tyco IHC lifelike yeah. plastic kit, and you couldn't spend more than twenty dollars on the kit, and you couldn't <laughs> use anything other than what's in the box. <laughs> and there were actually some guys that you know they they were doing pretty good with it, but the the challenge kind of fell flat, uh-huh. and uh, it never really went anywhere. But it, I mean. It, it, some of that older stuff that's all guys had to work yeah. with in the 70s well, and early 80s and, yeah and the thing that we run into it, a lot of is um the thing that we run in a lot into a lot of is uh, there's a lot of people that enjoy model railroading that um, might not you know it might not be in their budget to buy a 120 dollar kit or yeah it's just it's not for everybody mm. but they want but they enjoy right. seeing what we make so my right. I, my idea behind that for the fall and and maybe through the holiday season here is to put a couple blog posts up on our website just showing people how yeah I picked up a kit that was like less you know less than ten dollars and with some some rattle can spray paint and some acrylic paint you can pick up at the craft store I turned it into something that looks like a craftsman kit um, yeah whether it right. be vehicles or people or scenery mm-hmm. or whatever we do i'm kind of i'm kind of interested in doing some some stuff like that so j- you were talking about that earlier and it made me think of this little lifelike vehicle and uh <laughs> now you've inspired me to, to turn it into something a little better than what it is right now well it, it can be done it, it can be done i had um on you know uh dan mentioned the uh the um modelers forum i was on the modelers forum a while back, uh, I guess a year ago or more than a year ago, and um, I asked, I was building a lighthouse for our harbor, and I wanted to get a lighthouse kit, and I was looking at all the different styles of lighthouse kits, and one of the guys on there, I asked for a recommendation. It's in one of the threads still to this day, and this gentleman named Bob on there is like, there's in the forum. There's like four bobs, and uh, <laughs> and um, he recommended that we um, that I try this. He 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 showed me a photo of one that he did, and it's it was just, he said it's this cheap plastic kit. You won't pay any more than fifteen dollars for it, but you can make it look like this. And he had a photo up yeah. of it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome, and. Um, it was better than some of the kits I saw when it was done. And I was exactly what I'm looking for. That's the style I'm looking for. Because I, I asked, I kind of mentioned the style I was looking at to, to build. And uh, so he told me where I could find it, what the name of the kit was. And I went and, you know, eBayed it and found a guy selling them. I paid $13 for it. And it took some, some you know, uh, stucco from, I guess that was... Uh, um, Liquitex stucco and some other things I used on it. And uh, it turned out just awesome. I mean, from top to bottom, I was very, very pleased with it. I even posted some of the photos up into the group on that. And um, it was uh, into the forum. And, you know, it went really well. And it was like 13 bucks. So I bought two more of them. They're sitting on my shelf. Uh, thirteen bucks a piece, and they're, they're, I still haven't done anything with them. I'm going to do some different color schemes with them, and I might put them up for sale on eBay or something like that. But uh, it just goes to show, if you didn't do it that way, um, it You'd was never know the it was the cheapest looking toy like piece of garbage <laughs> you'd ever seen. 
and it turned into a great model. So on that forum, and I want to give a plug for that forum real quick, on that forum, you go there, sign up, get involved in the forum if you're into this fine-scale modeling um, and you want to really better yourself. Dan was talking earlier about the um, the builds and such that are in there. There's countless builds on those threads. Um, if there's a kit that you have that you're not sure how you want to make it or, you know, maybe you want to kit bash it or something like that, you know, chances are you can look at your particular kit and you will find some kind of build on it, and you'll get a general idea how somebody else went through the process of doing it. Yep. Um, and these are awesome modelers. These guys are first class, great. And everybody's there to help you. Yes, nobody yeah, has the negativity and, ever. Right, and there's, um, there's all different levels of modelers on there, and, you know, I, like you said, there's, some of them guys are unbelievable with the work that they do on them kits, and they they do a you know from fine scale kits to for scale kits <laughs> to like you said the even some of the cheaper stuff or stuff that you've never heard of. It's amazing some of the stuff you you can see being built on that um, sure. that forum. And like like you said, there's. Uh, I think it was back the first of this year, uh, somebody suggested to Jimmy that, you know, why don't you put a, a vehicle page up there? And I, mm-hmm. you know, I said to him, because he kind of had a lot of um, the old kit forums, he had his hand in that. And I had like four builds on that. And mm-hmm. I said to him, I says, look, I've, I've kind of pulled all them up to the top of the page in yeah. HO scale on kit forms, I says if you can bring them over and put them on, it would be great. And I think he ended up doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. There's a bunch of stuff in there on that, and 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 that's um, the thing. There's different categories for different. It's very well right. organized. I mean, there's all right. kinds of places where there's tips and tricks on doing just about anything. And um, yeah, I love the forum. And, and like you said, because I, I do it all the time, it's like I'll go and I'll go to any the railroad line forums, kit forums. If mm-hmm. I have a kit and I want to see how somebody did something, I'll re I'll find it. Um, yep. I mean, they that both railroad line kits forums have been around since the nineties, and you yep. can go back and find old builds there of numerous kits and you know sure. it, it helps i mean especially because you get it when you're building something you do get into you know a, a mental block and you don't know how to do something and right. just kind of seeing how somebody else did it will help yeah yes it's very cool it's it, it, just to go to talk about mental blocks i built a resident limited did a ladder truck sea uh, graves ladder truck and it had a photo etched ladder that extended uh, the full three lengths. Mm-hmm. And I procrastinated for about eh, a good nine months before I built that thing. And when it was all done, it's like, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner because it really <laughs> wasn't that hard. It's just, I just had it in my head that like I couldn't do it. And um, once it was done, it, it probably took me maybe eight hours to do the whole thing because you had to use brass tubing to make all the cylinders and you know bend the photo etch and whatnot. It wasn't right. that hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a 
that like I said, I, I, one of the things on there is there's no these people aren't judgmental. They're not. Right. They're not going to sit there and rip right. you or bash you. They're there to help you. Uh, every one of them. And, um, that's one of the cool things about this hobby to begin with. But uh, yeah. And if yeah. you're not part of the Modelers yeah. Forum and you're listening to, to our show here, um, you can join by just going over to the um, modelersforum.com. And it, it mm-hmm. doesn't take very much to sign up, and you'll see just a plethora of modeling information and a ton yeah. of inspiration on that on that on that forum. It's a great place. If you're not right. on there, we suggest going over and checking it out. Right, and information right. on the expo is in there as well. Right, and yeah. real right. quick, I do want to give one plug for the expo, and I hope you don't mind, Dan, because you're going to be there as well. Um, we will be at the expo as well as Dan and uh, a bunch of the other people that we had on our show this throughout the summer here and for more information on the expo you can go to model railroad expo.com and it is november 1st through 3rd this this fall in albany new york so again check out some of the clinics that are going on everything that's happening at the show we'll be there doing live stuff and dan will be there um and we are looking forward to seeing everybody everybody at the show. So if you're interested in checking it out, head on over to modelrailroadexpo.com. Um, yes. But yeah, I just I want to give out a quick plug just because I know they threw us up on their site, and we're going to be doing some live stuff there as well as you and Jason and a right. bunch of other guests we've had on our show. Sure. Right. Well, Dan, that was a wonderful time. I enjoyed it. I appreciate you taking your time with us tonight. You officially have tied the record for the longest <laughs> podcast with Mr. Wow. Uh, that was done by Dave Frary. Dave Frary and, was, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was good company then. Yeah, it was, I think it was good company. we have not I'm, had anything nine, quite like this before. I'm 99% yes. sure that the top three longest podcasts where we didn't have to pull you know, pull the, your teeth for any, any, uh, any content were you... That, Dave Frary and Howard Zane in in that yeah. <laughs> in, in that top three. Yep. Yes, it, it was wonderful. You were a great guest. All right. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I enjoyed doing it. Very. That's cool. fantastic. And all right. <laughs>